Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. And welcome back to a halfway point of the season episode of the NFL. This is Almost Agreeable. I'm Chris. With me as always is Ed. And we are now officially halfway to the regular season of the NFL season. I said season too many times in that sentence. Uh, Sorry, I was uh, constricted by my own word usage. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're midway through the season. So, I mean, the last sports one kind of ended on some hot routes of like, the status of, you know, maybe individual players or awards, but now we're kind of going over the entire league. You know, of course, we're going to go over some pivotal games just because that kind of went towards the status of the league, you know? Right. And, I mean, you really, at this point in the season, are getting a sense of what kind of is trending, like where some teams are going to end up or who is a contender, who is a pretender, and who is, like, middle of the pack. Who is going to be tough outs in the playoffs? Who's a who's like you know making run for wild card spots? Because division winners are looking, and most of the divisions pretty clear. In in I'd say maybe like, half. I'd say I, I I mean I was gonna say more like maybe five eighths of them. Uh, I, yeah, I maybe guess half. maybe maybe half maybe half maybe half. Maybe half. So I we'll, mean we'll see. We almost agree. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Let's just talk about a couple games uh, just from week eight um, that were pretty important, right? We had a divisional matchup in the AFC East between what we thought was a good team in New England and who people think is a good team in Buffalo. Now, the reason this game is pivotal to me and I want to talk about it is because it's showing us that the Patriots are a bad team. So they're, they're a team that... So, I mean, look, they signed Cam to... A very short deal for minimal money, right? Million dollars. Million dollars, like nothing in the in the scheme of what he's gotten before and what quarterbacks are getting and what well really most players are getting, much more than that. Yeah. Um. So, I, it's too early for people to say who won this divorce. I agree. I would say because I think I was talking about it with a, a colleague earlier. Like straight up, like you. <laughs> Tom Brady went to a situation where he had so many weapons, so many established things, an established defense. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, head coach Bruce Arians, Gronk came on board. And, like, with the Patriots, it's like, give a head coach has got to adjust now to the GOAT leaving his team. He gets the benefit of the doubt of at least a season of tinkering with the roster and finding a new system for a new quarterback he's going to have to bring in. Belichick has been in for the doubt in my mind. So yeah. like, you're absolutely right. It is too early to pick up pick a winner of the divorce, as you put it, so eloquently. So so it I don't I don't know if you saw or have any of the viewers uh heard or saw what Bill Belichick said. He's quoted as saying he said, I mean look, we paid Cam Newton a million dollars. It's obvious that we didn't have any money. It's nobody's fault. That's just what we did the last five years. We sold out. Like we won three Super Bowls played in the fourth, and played an AFC championship game. This year we had less to work with. It's not an excuse, it's just a fact. So, I mean, I, you, you, if you tell me that in five years I can win three Super Bowls, go to a fourth, and then go to an NFC championship game at all, that's a win. That's a win for any franchise. Right. That's a win for any franchise. The people in fucking Boston are so spoiled. You know how many, you know how many franchises don't have three Super Bowls at all? A lot. Most of them. Yeah, a lot. A fucking lot. And so, like, yeah, well, and to stick with that game, which the Patriots almost still had a chance to win it. So, essentially, like, I am still, I am firmly a believer that the Buffalo Bills are a pretender. Just straight up, straight up a pretender. Yep. Like, as far as contenders and pretenders go, Buffalo, in my mind, is a pretender. Ooh, I don't know, man. I mean, they're, they're going to win the AFC East. So let's see who's going to have a better record. They'll probably be like a three seed. They'll probably be a three seed, and then the AFC South will probably have the four seed. But I imagine them taking the three seed, and then let's see, who would would they go against the six seed? 
Hmm. I I could see, I could see them going making a deep playoff run. I could see them getting the third seed and then losing to uh, the sixth seed. I mean, you got to think about the AFC like potential sixth seeds it could be. Okay, in the hunt right now, as the playoffs stand right now, you're going to have Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City. Those are the division leaders right now. Yeah. So those four are going. And then you're in the hunts are going to be teams like well, the Ravens are in. The Ravens are in. If, so. if, if, the season, if the playoffs started now, Ravens are in. So that's And that's what I'm saying. Either Steelers or Ravens are that five seed. Indianapolis is in. And then in the hunt begins with Raiders, Browns, Dolphins eh. even. Eh. I, eh. Dolphins if they go back to Fitzpatrick. No, I mean, they, they, they did well. They beat up the Rams because the Rams are suspect. The Rams are a pretender as well. So, I mean, look I, look, I see Buffalo getting that third seed and then winning against that sixth seed. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know, in the divisional games, who who they might go up against. But I, I think they have a, well, they clearly do have a firm hold on that AFC East and... Like we were talking about beginning of the year, this was the year that they could step up and really do that, and they're staking their claim right now. Only because of the demise of the Patriots. Now, if we're going to stay on this this track of thinking, like with pretenders and contenders, even with two straight losses, I think that Tennessee is still a contender. Um, you come off a tough loss to a team that's still undefeated, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then you get beat by the Bengals. Ugly. Very not, not okay. Not a good look. Not a good look. But I don't... I don't think I think that this that's just like a lag like a off of that loss from Pittsburgh. Like that was an emotional game. Came down to the wire. You miss on a you miss a field goal, you lose the game. And then you go against a team that essentially that game was a trap game. It's like, "Oh, we just played the Steelers and almost gave them a run for their money. We're going to, you know, play Cincinnati here and we're going to win this one easy." And they didn't. They didn't get a fucking single sack on like the most depleted O-line in football. Well, they have not had many sacks. No, for all that money they shelled out for Javion Clowney. And I forget who the other one is. Yeah. But they, they have a combined zero sacks. This they're, season. They're, they're not performing. No, they're not playing the defense that Tennessee was playing last year. Correct. And I I don't think, like, how you feel about the Bills is how I feel about the Titans. A couple weeks ago, like, we were talking at work, and I was just like, let's not pretend that the Titans are good. I think the Titans are good. I mean... I can, I think that because that division right now is like neck and neck, like both the two both the top two teams in that division are five and two. Like the Colts yeah. are also a good team. So, but I would still take Tennessee to win that division. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. the better. Okay, they're, they're the better team. I, I can see them still winning the division, but I definitely don't. Th- they're they're the tier. So there's like you know that top tier that is amazing, and then there's the really good tier, and then they're the. They're middle, the, of the, middle of the pack. They're a solid tier. Solid tier. They're, 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 uh, How many tiers do you have here? What are, you, what are your tiers? Like nine. Yeah, you can't have nine tiers. Okay, look. All right, we have the really good tiers. No, 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 no. I want you right now to tell me your tiers, but there can't be nine, Ed. Okay, look. So we have, like, the really good. All right, so we have, like, Baltimore. We'll call that elite. Yeah, we have the elite. All okay. right, we have the elite. So that could be, like, Kansas City, and that could be... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And then Baltimore is... See, Baltimore is just below that. We're going to get to Baltimore. Baltimore is just below that with Seattle and with the Bucks. And then below that is like the Bills, the Titans, the Packers, the Saints. And then below that we're getting more towards like the Colts and the Raiders and nobody from the A- or from the NFC East. <laughs> so, okay, I like it. So, if we're just going to say Well, tier- hold on, wait. I I need to get to my lowest tier. So I don't know how many tiers I said yes, but let's let's go down all the way to tier nine, which is the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, look. This is in my mind. Here's how tier should go. Okay, elite, good, middle of the pack, bad. Four tiers. That's it. It but makes you, because if you have so many tiers, then like you could if you have nine tiers, then you could have like you know four teams in each tier, like. The, the middle of the pack is so broad. Okay. The elite teams are so few. I can get behind that, except for there has to be one more abysmal, because we have at least, I'd say, three teams that are abysmal? being abysmal. Jets and the AFC in the NFC East, that's five teams. Giants. <laughs> Giants? 
are just really the What about the ones. Washington football team? They're also abysmal. So those are the three teams. Like, the Eagles and Cowboys are bad. Okay, bad. They're bad. They're bad. But abysmal, Washington football team, Giants, Jets. Well, and then, okay, so now we're talking like they're bad because another thing I want to say is, like, the Chargers, they look good, but they're two and fucking five. They're bad. They're on the bad. They're bad. Yeah. They're not abysmal. They're not a bit exactly. You have okay. to you have to differentiate the bad and the abysmal because there is So is that five tiers? That's five tiers. I like five tiers. Five tiers is good. What was it? Elite, good, middle of the pack, bad, abysmal. Perfect. Okay, I like those tiers. From as long, as we're going on through this the rest of this podcast, every team we talk about, we're gonna divide them into one of those tiers. We'll put them into that tier. Okay. So uh, I wanna talk about Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Big game. It big was a big game. game. In that game, Baltimore was running the ball really well. Baltimore was running the ball really well. They were passing it better than average okay, as well. Yeah, yeah. And turnovers. You, you're not going to win if you have all these turnovers. It just doesn't happen. And, I mean, they... The thing about Pittsburgh is that no one really is giving them credit. They Maybe a few people finally are, but it's like when they played the Titans, they were like, you're going to get beat. They haven't beat anybody. The Titans are going to beat you. Then they beat the Titans. They're like, oh, well, Titans are pretenders. Wait till you play Baltimore. And they beat Baltimore. And everyone's like, oh, you won't beat Kansas City. Well, they don't play Kansas City this season. So shut the fuck up. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a good team. They're they're in that elite tier. And honestly, the only reason I put them in that elite tier is because they're 7-0. If they had one loss, they, they wouldn't be elite. I, I know that Kansas City has a loss, but they're absolutely still elite. Pittsburgh is elite because they have no losses. <sighs> They really haven't played anyone tough. You, okay, look, you play your schedule. You play your schedule, okay? You you can't choose who you play. And it's not like you're going to be playing a lot of tough teams anyway because there's at most only, I'd say, five to seven good to great teams in the NFL. So you play who you play, right? But they beat the Titans when they were on their hot streak. They were 5-0. and and now we're kind of seeing what the Titans are, which I think could be a trend with the Titans, just kind of on the downslope. And then they beat the Ravens, which is which Lamar Jackson has historically been atrocious against. Well, not not just bad, atrocious. Well, he's been atrocious in big games. Let's be real about it. Like not just against Pittsburgh, but like not to take away from Pittsburgh, like because that's a division game. Those games are tough. That game came down to the wire, anyways. My thing is like they beat the Browns. Browns are to me. They are, they're a good team. They're not in the middle of the pack. They're in that second tier. Okay, so they beat the Browns. They beat the Titans. They beat the Ravens now. All right, the other, the other wins they've had, like, and this is just classic Pittsburgh playing down to their opponents, not crushing them, but, like, one of the reasons I think they're an elite team is because of their head coach. I love Mike Tomlin. That dude is a fucking hard-nosed, no-nonsense coach, and just been amazing the entire time he's been in Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, he's never had a losing season. Exactly, right? He, because he, now it's official, like, well, if he wins, like, if he wins next week... Then he will have 15 years... Straight of not having a losing season. And that's a... That's, is it 14 or 15? I don't it, know. It's, it's a long, I think it might be 14. It's a long fucking time. Right. It's a record, like... So, and then I want to talk about Baltimore. They're a good team. They're in that second tier. And that's that goes back to Lamar Jackson not being able to perform in big games. I think he, his, like, record is something fucking terrible... Like, against <laughs> better teams that, you know, they want to see the marquee matchups. Like, oh, Lamar is going to play Pat, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to play Big Ben. He's going to play Titans in the playoffs. And he loses these games. And he doesn't look like the Lamar Jackson we've become accustomed to. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that everyone, and we mentioned this, I think, a few weeks ago. Everyone had that whole season last year to look at film. And I'm not saying they figured him out, but they got a pretty good blueprint. And what Lamar has to do now is he has to grow the same thing we've been saying about Deshaun the difference here is like well it's not really a difference we need to see growth from both of those guys and here's just a question that now just evolved into my head who makes the transition like who is going to be who's going to grow Deshaun or Lamar I, I don't think that Lamar has to grow as much as Deshaun even though he's a younger quarterback he's been in the league way less he still has to grow less than Deshaun Watson they're both physical specimens. They both, they 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 both are mobile quarterbacks, but in completely different senses. Lamar Jackson, you you do a lot of running with him, but I mean, you look at anybody who sets a record, 
Of course they're going to regress. I mean, Pat Mahomes throws for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Nobody expects that's going to happen again. Lamar Jackson breaks the record for rushing for a quarterback. Nobody expects that's going to happen again. Lightning doesn't strike twice. So I don't think he has to grow as much as Deshaun Watson. So I guess if I had to answer that question, it would be Lamar. If he do whoever grows first and it makes a big change, it'd be Lamar. Because okay. he doesn't have to grow as much to become a complete quarterback. Clutch quarterback. I, I think he is missing that clutch gene. He, right. Which can be confused with being flashy. Yes, I agree. Because people get blinders on and they, they see this and they're like, it just becomes a, a thing. Like They're like, yeah, yeah, they associate this with that when there's no correlation between the two. So, like I said, not a whole lot. Um, I want to get more into like what we think about this midway point in the season. There's still a couple games I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Monday night game, Tampa Bay and New York. Uh, it's nuts. Nuts. Um, it was just a weird game. I mean, you're going in at halftime. Like, yeah, the first half happens. Giants score two touchdowns. Patriots score two field goals. So that could have been a tied game if they would have converted those field goals into touchdowns. And then you're going into halftime, and you're like, huh, Giants are up. But let's not also forget that the Patriots, whoa, not the Patriots, damn it. Tom Brady. That Tom Brady and the Bucks have been down by a large margin for most of their games and like at the end of the first half. Right, and then have become a second-half team. Big time, big like The adjustments time. being made at halftime are, you know, Classic Bruce Arians, like being a good, the good coach that he is. For me, I I see two things. I see that the Giants are they're they're in the bad team tier, but I mean a lot of room for growth there. I like Daniel Jones. He makes a lot of mistakes, and he can if he cleans those up, like if he can clean those up and then get Saquon back next season. You know, he can really grow into a, a good quarterback. He, the mistakes he made last night are young quarterback mistakes. So let's not forget, this is his second year. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I, I can't definitively say, like, I like him, okay? Like, he is a young quarterback. He's second year. Like, you're not going to expect somebody to lead your team. Against the GOAT. That's just It's just not normal. Of course, you would always want your quarterback to come in. Yeah, we got this nice rookie. He's going to do fantastic. You expect growth. You expect a couple years and... He just tightens up maybe decision-making, uh, reading the field, going through his progressions. So you, you're not expecting this quarterback to just be immaculate from the start. So it's, it's of course, I'm still on the fence. It's only year two, but I can't definitively, definitively say he's bad or he's good. Just don't have enough yet. Sample size is kind of small. Uh, I, I believe in him. I like him. I think he can, I think if he can clean up the mistakes... We can see, you know, a good, at least a good team in New York. What the fuck is going on on the other side of town? Hey, man, they're a collective, what, 1 in, like, 13 or something? No. No, I think it's 1 in 15. Yeah. 1 in 15. Perfect. So that's great. New York is just, you know, doing great. If you want to throw the Knicks in there, too, then that's just a great sports city right now. The, (laughs) the, the, The New York Giants being Tom Brady's kryptonite is just going to continue to be a thing. It's hilarious. It's it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Because it <laughs> has only happened twice. Yeah, but in the biggest of moments. But in the absolute biggest of moments. People don't forget. No, they don't. I sure fucking haven't. <laughs> uh, I wanted to touch on, because of the weather, I want to touch on the Raider game. Nuts. Nuts. I, I, I think... So, it, it the biggest thing that sucks for Derek Carr for this game is that... He was leading the league in, well, he wasn't leading the league, but he was second in the league for completion percentage. And this game kind of puts a, a squash on that. Not for the year, but definitely brings him down a little bit. Right. He, he just wasn't able to do what he normally does because of all this sleet and the wind. And you, you're not throwing the ball in that. Oh, there was a pass he threw, like, to Ruggs. It was deep. And it, he threw it, and the wind was like, ooh, let me help you out with that. And just took it like 10 more yards. Yeah. And then like, yeah, we didn't see a deep ball from Derek again after nope. that. I mean, it was a ground game. And this is like the football that I, I thought about. Obviously, I wasn't alive, but I thought like, this is a football game from the fucking 70s. Yeah. Like this is smash mouth, 
line of scrimmage domination football like who's gonna who's gonna want it more who's gonna fight harder and the Raiders I mean the score indicates like the grind of that game it was 16 to 6 there's only one touchdown in that game you know when you see odd scores like that you're like that was a that was a hard game yeah it was rough and uh Raiders pulled it out um a lot of credit to John Gruden Uh, I don't want to hate on Baker and because I can't I can't hate on Baker and I can't give Derek Carr any credit for that game. Well, are you, are you putting, so you, you said you're putting the Browns in the good category. I am. I'm putting them in the middle of the pack category. I think they're a good team. They, they, so I, those teams are similar. Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield, but Cleveland has a better defense than the Raiders. Well, that's I mean everyone and besides everyone in the NFL has a better defense than the Raiders. <laughs> the Seahawks would like a word, <laughs> but so those teams are pretty similar. So I would expect them to perform, and they were most of the game. They were right there, neck and neck. And then, I mean, they both have similar running games too. They both have fantastic running games, actually. Yeah, they both do. Um, so this worked in their favor. Like, hey, we can't throw it. We could definitely run it. And that's that's different. Like, that's a Gruden thing. Because, like, we didn't have that at... The Raiders didn't have that facet, you know, in the last decade. They didn't. And that was the problem, like, with the evolution, like, the Derek coming into the league. and He had to throw the ball all the time. Now he has a running game. I don't want to spend too much time on the Raiders. I don't, I don't want to be biased. Yeah. The, but was... I, I put them as a good team, too. And not because I think, like... I'm, it is a little biased, I'm not going to lie. But it's because I think the Raiders can beat any team. I think they can. Like, I mean, they beat they beat the Chiefs this year. You know, we lost to the Bills. We lost to the Patriots, a bad team. We lost, you know, to the... Who else did we lose to? I think those three. That's our three losses. I think that they can beat any team. I think if they make the playoffs, they are a tough out. Like, this is what I'm talking about with the Bills being pretenders. If the Raiders get that sixth seed and the Bills have the three seed and they got to play, the Raiders can beat the Bills. Just all depends. Everything depends, right? Yeah. But like, I, I just can't put the Browns in the good category because they've won the games they were supposed to win, and they've lost the games they're supposed to lose, save the Raiders game because that's just a that's a toss up. They were supposed to win that game. I I don't think that's a clear cut. They were favorites. One. They were favorites in that game. They were, they were favorites, but I I I don't think that was. A clear cut. No, I actually, I was like, we can win this game. So, I I mean, they've beaten the Bengals, the Colts, which is a good win. That's a solid win. But then the Cowboys, when they were doing their nice little slide. (laughs) Still had Dak. The Bengals, again, and the football team. So it's it's not like they've really done anything. Then they lost to, they lost big divisional games against the Steelers and Baltimore, and then lost to the Raiders. You know... They're a, they're a middle of the pack team. Yeah, you know, you might have changed my mind. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right because I mean, you said you see these two teams are similar. It's like so if we look at who the Raiders have lost to and who they've beaten, that's the difference between these two teams right yep. now. Yep. So moving on from that, is there any other games from this week you want to touch on before we jump into the just kind of just talking about the state of all the teams moving forward from this halfway point? Yes, so I can say finally, 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 the Vikings have been doing what I said they should do all fucking year. I can't believe I I wasn't going to talk about that. You're right. I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about that, and then I want to bring in some opinions from some listeners. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so we've been talking about the Packers being, they're a good team. They're in the good team tier. They're a good team. They're a good team. But... They're soft. Like, every time I think of the Packers, I think of that Kobe Bryant gif where he's calling Dwight soft. Mm Mm-mm. Soft. Soft. That's what I think about the Packers. You think about the game the Raiders had to play and the Browns had to play, you think the Packers would do okay in a game like that? Ah, that's not fair because absolutely. Because... They play in Lambeau? Yeah, that's, that's a... That's... I'm not talking about in the sense of that weather. I'm talking about smash mouth football... Your guys are fucking playing hard. The offensive, uh, your your line of scrimmage needs. That's the game. This is the line of scrimmage. So they have Aaron Jones, yes, but they don't. That's what I mean right now. The team's soft. They don't have that fucking. <laughs> they don't have that fucking that dynamic of Aaron Jones right now. 
And Aaron Rodgers obviously is a fucking obviously one of the best talents we've seen. Okay, I'm not taking away. From, I will talk shit about Aaron Rodgers later, <laughs> but right now I'm going to give him some credit. Obviously, a big talent. But like you, we saw it like in games like that. Like sometimes you can't throw the ball, and if you don't have Aaron Jones and your offensive line's soft and your defensive line is also soft, what are you going to do? Like, where do you, you can't just rely on the one guy. The the Seahawks have been doing this for a few seasons. Um, you know, with Russ being the one guy, but it's it's different because I think Russ is. I so so wanna... okay okay so I I think that what Russ is doing now is what Aaron Rodgers has been known to do. And Russ has just been doing it for a while, but Aaron Rodgers has been known to just carry teams. He makes these kind of plays. You are never safe when he's on the field. But don't you think that that shouldn't fucking be that way anymore? Um, Like, not even in the sense that, like, you know, no one's ever going to figure out, no one's ever going to be, you know, put the clamps on Aaron Rodgers. Like, he still had a good game in the loss. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, as a front fucking office, get this man a complimentary, complimentary fucking pieces. He never. He always has shit receivers to throw to. He has like one big name, and the rest are just guys that he makes look good because he throws the ball at him. Yeah, I mean, but isn't that what great quarterbacks do? But also, it's like, why, as an organization, would you say, yeah, yeah, we got this guy. He's gonna make these guys better. It's like, no, get him some fucking help because how many rings does he fucking have? He has one. He has one. But how many Super Bowls has he been to? One. And yet he's this talent, which we agree he is. But like, do you want this? He wants to we want to win. He historically owns the North. He just does. King of the North. So it's it's not like there's a lot of changes you need to make. Like it's not quite Tom Brady owning the East, the AFC East, but Aaron Rodgers just does own the NFC North. He just does. So like these this is a game that is huge and it's why I want to talk about it because I mean of course you're going to win when Dalvin Cook goes off for more than 200 yards my yards, god four touchdowns four touchdowns and has a day let okay. Dalvin Cook let Dalvin Cook absolutely but this this is what I've been talking about this is a team who has very good pieces Kirk Cousins is not by any means bad he makes some bad decisions sometimes but he is not a bad quarterback and so they should be performing like like they did this weekend. Like they did this weekend, and not not it's this is not normal. Dalvin had a career day. Yes, he did. This is not, normal. and that's what I'm talking about—the defensive but, line of, of 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 Green Bay. But that is what they need. That's what the Vikings need to happen. Sometimes they need a, they need some star players to pick it up. Can't always rely on Cook, but you can't rely on Cousins. It's got to be a team thing. So it's just that that was a big game. Uh, well, actually, just a big game for the Seahawks as well, just to knock down those Packers a little bit. But this this is what I've been saying, that the Vikings are better than their record indicates. Yeah, no, you've been saying that. And, like, obviously we got a glimpse of that. Like, they, their roster is... It's unacceptable that they are have the record that they have right now. Unacceptable. Pertaining to that game, like, if we're talking about... Like, I'm talking... I talked about the defensive line being soft. And, obviously... Um, uh, one of our fans had noted that the offensive line also looked kind of soft. A listener writes, "Aaron Rodgers' own line fucked him," <laughs> and I wanna I wanna address this right now. I wanna address that statement, okay? Because he follows up by saying, two of his best O line players are out." Okay, what team in the NFL is not dealing with en- injuries? More specifically, what NFL teams are dealing with injuries to their O line? Okay. My rebuttal first one is Russ didn't have an O-line for years. For years. For years. And, I mean, like, you, you can say he doesn't have an O-line, but, like, he was sacked only one time in that game. It right. It wasn't like they were getting, I mean, yeah, they are getting pressure, but it wasn't like they were just hitting him all the time. And this just... is a guy who's known to be like, oh, I five on pressure. I'm going to escape the pocket. That's his thing. Yeah. So, it's, it's yeah, he might have some O-line out. Guess who had all five of their O-line out and they still won against a... The Bengals. Yes. The Bengals. Yes. Guess who also has two of their starting O-linemen out? The The Raiders. Raiders. And they ran the ball down the Browns' throat. So it's just, and this is what we knew was going to happen. You had no preseason games. COVID was going to take its toll. So it was the first four games, you knew it was going to be an injury. It was going to be a massacre. Yeah. It was going to be a mess. It was going to be a nightmare. So you got to know how to bounce back from that. I mean, it really is just last man standing, you know? 
last man standing. Like, yeah. if you have the least amount of injured players on your team by week 17, you're looking pretty good. Okay. Well, that having been said, um, you know, let's, uh, let's let's step away from some of the games that, that happened last week, and let's just talk about the NFL right now, like what we're seeing as far as trending and, you know, some positive trends and bad trends for teams, uh, you know, we can we should actually go through right now the entire league and and sort them into the tiers we talked about. Okay. Okay. Start with the AFC East. AFC East. All right. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are a good team. They're not the elite. They are a good team. I agree. They're a good team. Miami Dolphins are middle of the pack. Miami Dolphins are middle of the pack. They they could bump with a win next week because they had a bye. With they a could win be a good team. next week. They could be a good team. You know who they play next week? Arizona. And with that win, if they win that, that makes them absolutely a good good team. The Patriots are a bad team. (sighs) Okay. 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 The Jets are abysmal. The Jets are abysmal. They they coined, like, they, they, they earned that. The Steelers are an elite team. Okay, onto the AFC North. The Steelers are an elite team. They see, but this is where just like the best team is Kansas City. Still, I feel still is so like there's a there's a middle tier in between this no, good and elite. No, you're making too many tiers again. You can't just fucking evolve a tier from there. No, dude, I am a cake maker. There's fucking tiers. Okay, you're not a cake maker. You don't make any cakes. Dude, I've made cake. You've never made a cake. I've made a cake. What a hack! Come, I haven't had any of this fucking cake. It's been like years, but I've made a cake. Okay, well, until you fucking make a cake around me, stop making tears. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens are a good team. They're a good team. The Cleveland Browns are middle of the pack. They are a middle of the pack team. The Cincinnati Bengals are a bad team. <sighs> okay. They are. They are. Based on their record. I'm making another fucking tier. No! You're, I, no, no, before you say it, I'm okay, going to... Your, your tier is going to be... Your tier is going to be teams that are bad because of their record, but, like, are good. Because I would like that. That's a good tier. I want that tier, but for the sake of this, that is not a tier today. Okay? The Bengals are a bad team, but we can agree that if there was that tier, they're in it. Because the Chargers are also in that tier. The Chargers are also in that tier. The Tennessee Titans are a good team. Ugh, can't. They're they're a middle of the pack team. They're yeah, they're leading their division. They are. They are a middle of the pack team. You don't you you lose to the Bengals, who have a rookie quarterback, a a fine and okay at best run game, and their defense is name like three players on it. You know, like. You lose to that team when people are hyping you up. When you did so well last year, you beat the Ravens, you beat the MVP, and then and then and then you lose to a one-win team. They're a middle of the pack team. Okay, I think they're a good team. We're probably about to swap on the next one. Indianapolis Colts are a good team. Damn it! I thought you were going to say middle of the pack. <laughs> it's because you're you're betting on my hatred of Philip Rivers, and that's like a sure bet. That's a that's a that's almost a one hundred percent. This is bet. me being objective. I can be objective. That's bullshit. Well, oh. That's not okay. all right. So okay. yes, they're a good team. Okay, the Texans are a bad team. That tier though, that tier you want to do in bed. No, it's this not even a tier. They're a middle of the pack team. They had one of the hardest schedules I've ever seen to start out a year, ever. They're a bad team. Bruh. Bro, they're a bad team. Bruh. Because as much as like we want. To say like they have a great roster and a great quarterback, which Deshaun is a great quarterback, uh, I don't care. This is a mid-season I, thing. I this is a mid-season care. state of the NFL thing, and they are one in fucking six. They are one in six. They are one in six. They're a bad team. They're a middle of the pack team. They're they're not a middle of the pack team. They're not in the middle of anybody's pack. Okay, so uh, so that un- excludes unless, them from middle of the pack team. Unless the pack was the Steelers and the Jets. <laughs> oh no, no you know what if they were in the nfc east they still have a shot god damn it okay the jack jacksonville jaguars are a bad team they're a bad team okay that's it we don't need to say anything else still taking Minshew over baker the kansas city chiefs are an elite team yeah that's yeah the las vegas raiders are a good team the las vegas raiders are 
That's a tough one. That is a tough they're one. They're like right on the border. See? Because they're right in between good and, and middle, middle of the pack. pack. Huh? Yeah. See? Don't we need more fucking no, tears? No, we don't need more fucking tears. We need more tears. Um, we, have t- we have too many... No, we don't have too many. Ah, no, we do have too many good teams. We need to differentiate. Most of the teams should be middle of the pack. That's just what that means. Most of the teams should be middle of the pack. And I think that's where the Raiders are. Their next game is against... Uh, Los Angeles. Okay, their next game is against Los Angeles. Wait. The Chargers. Okay, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next game is against the Chargers, um, who've, who've put up fight. Chargers they, are a bad team. They've put up fight, uh, so we'll see. Like, It's a divisional game. It's tough. You, you never know. Oh, I only said they're a bad team because I put them in that tier. I think it's going to be a good game, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they win that. They're definitely bumping them. The Raiders win that. They're definitely showing their stock into being a good team. Right. Currently right now for me, middle of the pack. Okay. Chargers are a bad team. Chargers are a bad team. Denver is a bad team. Denver is Denver is a bad team, almost abysmal. Almost abysmal? They beat the Patriots, but like... They beat the Chargers. Did they just beat the Chargers too? Was that that game? Yeah, that was that game where fucking uh, Drew Locke threw the game-winning touchdown. All right, they're a bad team. They're a bad team. <laughs> okay, moving on. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, yeah. can we just skip the NFC East? Can we just say they're all bad teams with the Jets or with the Giants being abysmal? As well as the football team. Okay. Both the football team and the Giants are abysmal. I don't know. The Cowboys might be abysmal too. Nah. Nah. I don't think they're abysmal. They're just solidly, solidly, solidly bad. Okay. They, they, they are the head of the committee for being bad. Okay. The Packers are a good team. The Packers are a good team. The Bears are middle of the pack. The Bears are a good team. The Bears are pretenders. The, <laughs> the Bears beat the Bucks. It was Nick Foles. That's the other kryptonite. Oh, my God. Nick Foles and New York Giants. Brady can't do it. So it wasn't fair. Yeah. He, he can only expend one of his energies on each of them a year. So yeah, he, yeah. He, so if he sees both of them, he's got to pick or choose. Yeah. So he, he decided to... Decided to take the loss to Nick Foles and then beat the Giants because he couldn't lose, you know, three times to the Giants. Well, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Detroit Lions are a bad team. They're a bad team. Okay. That's just simple as that. The Vikings... Are a bad team. The Vikings are a middle of the pack team. They are not a middle of the pack they team because team. as much as we talk about their fucking talent on that roster, let Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, you know, consistent except for fucking primetime games, they have not done that this season. Because they have this, doesn't just automatically automatically put them in middle of the pack conversation. They haven't performed to their standard, which makes them a bad team. You can have fucking the greatest talent on, on all facets of the of the team, but if you're fucking two and five and not playing to your standard, you're a bad fucking team. As a matter of fact, that makes you a worse team because you're not playing how you should be. This seven seed is really fucking me up, though. I don't know how to gauge anything anymore. No, I That's don't. what I'm thinking We're going to have to find out like yeah. when we get to the playoffs. This is going to be really weird. It is fucking weird. So the Minnesota Vikings are a bad team. <clears throat> Tampa Buccaneers are an elite team. What? Nah. Yeah. That's a big nah. Uh, it's a yeah. So they have they do not need to fix anything that they're doing at all. No, not like, really. Not letting have or not letting Brady get pressured because that's okay, so last night, or I guess this would be two nights if you're listening to it. Two nights ago, Brady was being pressured by the Giants. Yeah. So when they were rushing four or five, I mean, they're actually getting pressure on him, but when they were rushing just three, of course he was able to pick him apart. That's just what happened. So what I saw in that game is that he gets pressured, he gets frustrated. I mean, of course, that's any quarterback. That's been he, the knock on Brady his entire career. It, it uh, Exactly. So he gets pressured, he gets frustrated. So if they're, I am calling teams elite if they have nothing to fix. If they have nothing to fix. The Bucks have something to fix. They have one thing to fix. The Bucks are the same as the Ravens. Seattle, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, they're the same as the Ravens. They're the same as Seattle. They are good teams with one thing to fix. I judge elite teams. I'm putting them in that tier if I think they're Super Bowl contenders. So Tampa Bay is an elite team. 
Gross. New Orleans Saints are... Ooh, they're a good team. They're a good team. Oh, you're not convinced. They're middle of the pack. <laughs> they're middle of the pack, dude. This has got to be Drew Brees' last season. It has to be. No, 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 no. Even, yes. even without Michael Thomas, they're still a good team. No. Yeah. No. What, what do you mean no? It's overtime with the Bears. Are they not both? Lost to the Raiders. Are they not tied with the Buccaneers for 5-2? and two, Or are they? No, they had a bye, so they're. Oh, that's right. They're 5-2 five and, two, and the Bucs are 6-2. That's right. That's and right. they, you know what's great? They play next week. So this will. So decide. we're going to talk about that in a hot route later, so don't fucking say anything. Sick. Okay. The Panthers are a middle of the pack team. Solidly. Solidly. Teddy Bridgewater is playing not out of his mind, but he's playing very well. Yeah, I like Teddy. The Atlanta Falcons are a bad team. The Atlanta Falcons. I might say abysmal. I, I might say abysmal on that. They have just decided. They don't want to win. They have decided that they're done. Uh, I don't want to play this game. Even though they beat the Panthers, they they have decided, I don't want to be on this merry-go-round anymore. Can I interject here with another uh, comment from a listener? Okay, what do we got? Okay, I got Matt Ryan is a top five QB. That, it, that is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. Okay, cool. Uh, name five better. Okay. <laughs> this is the easiest question I've ever asked you. Russell Wilson, okay. Tom Brady, yeah. Lamar Jackson, okay. Joe Brees, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, cool. I like that. I think my five weren't that, but it was like Rodgers, Wilson, Brady, Brees, Mahomes. I didn't even say Mahomes That's or what I Rodgers. Say. That's what I'm saying. I, just, I was thinking so quickly, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, then we have Mahomes and Rodgers. And then... Dude, Ryan, Matt Ryan's not even the best quarterback in his division. Exactly. He's not even the second best quarterback in his division. No, he's the third best tied with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> he is. Okay, moving on from that. Let's keep going. The Seattle Seahawks are an elite team. No. And this is by my parameters. If you are an elite team, you have nothing to fix. Right. If you're a good team, you have one thing to fix. And I think what everybody knows Seattle needs to fix is... Their defense. Their defense, and specifically the yards that they are allowing on their defense. Because they're allowing these very, very long scoring drives. Michael Dixon is the best punter in the league. He pins people back, I mean, within the 20 most of the time. But Seattle allows these very, very long scoring drives. And that's honestly just how you beat Seattle. You just continue to do that, have very long scoring drives, eat up the clock, make sure that you do score, and then make sure that Seattle goes three and out. And and that's it. That's usually what happens. But it hasn't been happening. Ah, they're a personal foul call away from being 7-0. That is that is true. That is very true. But they have to shore up that defense. I agree. But, I mean, now that we're almost here at the bottom, like, I only have four elite teams. So, okay. like, my elite teams is still very, you know, four out of fucking 32. Okay. That's so, fair. like, you know, Seattle, Chiefs, Steelers, and Bucks. Okay. So, let's finish this out. Cardinals are a good team. They're a solidly good team. They are a solidly good team. The Rams are a middle of the pack. The Rams are a bad team. I'm saying straight up they're a bad team. They, they, I think the 49ers are, 49ers are better than the Rams, and we'll see in the coming division games. But four of the five wins from the Rams are from the NFC East. Are we really counting those? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, just, I, had to, I had to see your reaction. Like, like no, but I'm going to say they're still a good team because I think the 49ers are also middle of the pack. No, no, I, the Rams are a good team, 49ers middle of the pack. Hmm. Did I say Rams were a good team, middle of the pack? I think I said they were middle of the pack. You said they were middle of the pack because I said they were bad. That's right, they're middle of the because pack. Because I'm swapping what you're saying. Both those teams are middle of the pack. You think 49ers are a good team? No, 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 no. I think 49ers are middle of the pack, Rams are a bad team. Oh, that's right, okay, yeah. yeah. They're both middle of the pack. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll still see if all of the NFC West can get into the playoffs. I mean, they're looking the best to be able to do that, but... It's, it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Not when you have the Saints. Not when you have the, Packers, the Bears and the Packers the doing Buc- what yeah, they're the doing. Buccaneers. Yeah. Okay. I think that um, I'm going to cover a lot more in the hot routes. So we'll go ahead and move on to that right now. Perfect. Time so for I got, a hot route. Right. I'm hot routing Ed tonight. I got some hot routes for him. Because it's midseason, you know, I might do more than three. We'll see. 
What? Yeah. Dang. So, Jimmy G. Injured his first season in San Francisco. Out for the season. Inconsistent play during the Super Bowl run. Right? We have that stat where he only threw, like, what, seven or eight times? and Threw eight passes. Eight passes. Didn't really show up in the Super Bowl. Didn't have a great game. Injured again this season. He's going to miss four to six weeks. Might need surgery. Do the 49ers move on from Jimmy G after this season? How much is left in his contract? He has two years after this? Yeah. No. No? You keep him. You keep him? Hang on to him. Why? Um, because he... We already know he's, we know he's injury prone. He is injury prone, but you hang on to him. Well, number one, because at the time that you paid him, he was very highly paid. Um, so it's not a lot right now. You're seeing, you know, Pat Mahomes come out with like, what, $50 million contract or per year, whatever. But you hang on to him because he's, he's the guy that doesn't lose you the game. He's not that guy yet. I think he is that guy. He's not that guy yet. Lost him the Super Bowl. So you hang out, you hang out with him, you keep him. I think it's a mistake. And and then you see the the I don't see a problem with what he's doing. I see a problem that you can't ever keep him on track because he's always injured. That's that's the only issue. Okay. okay. So you know who they should go after? Top five QB, Matt Ryan. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! From red to red, man. Bring him in. Bring him in. Matty Ice. Get him off of a bird team. I think they should move on from Jimmy G. Who is the most surprising team at this point? The most surprising team. Whether it be something negative or positive. Who has surprised you the most with either <laughs> how bad they're doing or how good they're doing? Or or both. Honestly, it would okay. So, so for both, I would say with um, and I guess actually this is the same thing, but for different reasons. Uh, the Bucks are surprising me. You didn't think they were gonna be this good? I didn't think they were gonna be this good. I didn't think they were gonna be like they're looking more than solid. I didn't. They are looking more than solid. They're putting everything together. They're in your second tier yes. of your nine. Yes. Okay. And my second one for that are the Dolphins. Dolphins are doing better than, I mean, I'm sure anybody thought they would. They're second in the division. I thought you were going to say Dolphins, and but for me, I know that we both, when we had Tony on, talked about like what Brian Flores is doing in Miami, so I'm actually not surprised what's going on in Miami. I, I am surprised because it's very strange to see Miami in that second slot in the AFC East. Well, yeah, with the, with the decline of the Patriots, yeah. it, is, it, it was going to be wild what's going on. It's it's strange to see. So they are definitely surprising me with how well... I, I thought this was, yeah, going to be a year where they're making Tua work and kind of working him into it. But, I mean, they're trying to work him in earlier. I thought it was going to be a lot later down the line, but they're working him in earlier to see if this does work. Well, because Can they we, have the Texans' uh, first-round draft yeah. pick. Can we become a playoff team while working in a rookie quarterback... Because then it would just work, right? right? Then you you make the playoffs as a rookie. I mean, that just gives you confidence, and you it gives build you experience. Off, you build off that, right? Okay. Of the three games, I'm gonna list here. Who is it a bigger game for? Like, who needs to win it the most? Okay. Okay. Actually, we'll just go through all three. Okay. Who needs it? Who needs to win more? New Orleans or Tampa Bay? New Orleans, big time. New Orleans, if they don't want the Bucks to run away if they want this to stay a fight for the rest of the year, New Orleans has to win this. Okay. They play, What did they play, the second game of the year or first game of the year? The first game of the year. The first game. And, and the Saints won. And the Saints won that. So yeah. the Saints need to maintain that dominance and just oh, over the division. You, you sweep a division rival, that's huge. I think Tampa Bay needs to win it more because of what you said. Okay. Because if they lose and that they're going to tie, you know, they're going to, the, the, New Orleans will jump. To first place in that division. Easily, yeah. And then they own the tiebreaker. Yep. So Tampa Bay needs it more than New Orleans, I think, for that reason, if they want to stay in my elite tier. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Seattle at Buffalo. Man, so who needs to win it more? Yep. Buffalo to prove it. Like, Seattle, like, yeah, Buffalo Because has... they're pretenders? <laughs> because they're in the good... They're in the good, but they're between the good and middle of the pack tier. Okay. And so this is a a very big prove-it game. Everybody knows Seattle 
everybody knows what Seattle can do and what Russ has been doing for years. Mm-hmm. This is a huge prove-it game for Buffalo because they've had some some slips along the way. They barely beat the Rams earlier, and their record is very nice. Uh, but this is a huge prove-it game for Buffalo. They want. I feel like they want this win more than Seattle does. We're going to find out. I agree. If Buffalo wants to get out of the pretender, they need to win this game. And lastly, Ravens at Colts. Ooh. Some good games in Week 9. That's a solid one. Who needs that win more? The Colts. The Ravens are going to the playoffs. It, it just is going to happen. The Colts need that to get themselves over. Because the Titans and the Colts haven't played yet. Or did they play? I don't, no, they have not played. Okay. So the, the Colts need that to, to keep themselves in the running. I don't, I don't feel like the Titans are going to run away with anything. That's not how I feel at all, but they, they need another win to definitely cement themselves and separate themselves, you know, from the Titans. Like, the, the Texans and the Jags aren't going to be chasing them at all. So they're, but they're really going to be needing this because we have these other teams in the division, you know, like the Browns, like the Ravens, and the Raiders, like, in the hunt. So if they want to stay, you know, in the hunt ahead of the pack, they've got to win this because the Ravens will go to the playoffs. I think the Ravens need to win it more because if they lose that game, I mean, they have the same record as the Browns. Browns have a bye next week. So if Baltimore loses this game, they go down to 5-3. and three. And then the Browns are 5-3. and three. Now, they own the tiebreaker at that point, but they're going to play the Browns again. So I think, I think, and also because people are questioning Baltimore now. I think they need the, the win more. I think we owe disagreed on all three of those yeah good i like that and fantastic and, and i want to ask another one but i think i think we do have to wrap it up um because the the other ones i have are, are very long answers extensive <laughs> very extensive so very exciting stuff halfway point of the season a lot to look forward to we have a, some great matchups in week nine looking forward to that and you know we'll see how it goes we'll be back next week and dissect some of those games and talk about some storylines that are going to continue to develop yeah. As, as the season we'll uh, what, rolls on. We'll see what comes out the other side. All right. So as always, I'm Chris. I'm Ed. And this has been Almost Agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch all new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.